welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordell. The next Catalyst Coaching Intensive begins November 5th. If you're inspired to begin your own coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit shift.us, S-H-F-T for more information. Your adventure awaits. Hey guys, what's up? On today's episode, we are going to talk about manifesting. That's what I call it because I don't know how to spoke English. It's manifesting, right, Noelle? It's manifesting, <laughs> manifestation, the science of manifestation. Yes, and this is such a popular topic and uh, I want to really have fun with this, but I want to dive into the science behind it. I want to see what Noelle thinks. Um, you know, this overlaps law of attraction, energy, universe, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's a good topic. It's, and it's a an great important topic. topic. Yeah, I, I think so. And um, so let's get right to it. Let's. Uh, do you believe in it? And if so, what is your process and uh, how does it work for you? I do believe in manifestation. Um, I, I, the reason that I believe in it is because we enforce mental patterns every day. Mm -hmm. intentionally or not. Everything that we do is a mental pattern based on the way we were raised, where we come from, who we hang out with, what we choose to do with our time. And a hundred percent. I agree with you on that. Oh yeah. So, so we are, we are creatures of habit and we are creatures of more than habit. We're creatures of repetitive thought processes that get ingrained in us until we travel through them habitually. Yeah, so, I, I heard that um, 90% of the thoughts that we have were just the thoughts that we had yesterday for most people, and that's why our lives don't change. We're just thinking yes, the same thoughts. Yes, that's exactly it. Repetitive thought processes become ingrained until we travel through them like habits. They're like tunnels, you know? Mm-hmm. So manifestation or manifesting things is, is a, a real, like, actual way to disrupt those cycles of pattern and thought and put something that we want in front of us, something that we want to change, become, acquire in front of us in a new and different way and redirect our thought patterns towards a new goal, towards a new outlet, towards a new level of existence, towards a new, you know, whatever the fuck it is. Um, So, you know, from a very practical perspective, that's what we're doing. So there's there's different elements to this. There's you know there's the the spiritual piece. There's the the neurobiology piece. There's the energy piece. There's you know I think all these uh, factors that um, kind of come together for you. What is what is the the strongest piece for you? And also let's I want to hear some stories. Yeah, I mean for me for me the strongest piece is neurological, right? Right. Um. So we we enforce neurological pathways, and the way that we enforce neurological pathways is based on our positive or negative responses. So like, let's say, you know, you, um, one of your goals uh, is that you want like washboard abs, right? Right. You put washboard abs on your vision board. That's the goal of yours. You're going to manifest it. If you look at that image every day and focus positively on that's what I'm going to do, your thoughts and patterns will adhere to that. But if you focus on that image every day and beat yourself up and you're just like, I'm such a shit for not doing that, Mm, you're going to like revert back to those old habits. But, you know, I think that when you set a goal in your mind's eye with a positive focus, 
like manifestation, like actually believing this is going to come true for you, there's really not room for that negative self-talk. So it's it's so you know I think the misconception is that people manifest just by visualizing and suddenly they're crossing fingers and eating Cheetos on their couch and they're you know wondering why they don't have abs. Um, I think that it it's a way to um, have a sharper radar or direction, and then I think that uh, you know the behavior piece is more uh, um, you're more motivated without even knowing it uh, to get what you are visualizing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like we have to take responsibility for what's going on in our own brain, for the circuitry and for the paths that we're running and creating for ourselves. And and manifesting is just a really beautiful, kind, exciting, thoughtful, hopeful way to do it. Um, It also just goes to a larger picture of connectivity, right? So when you're connecting to these ideas, to these new ways of being, you're going to be excited about it. You're going to talk about it with others. We know that connection comes first, um, happiness and purpose comes second. So you're you're connecting all of these neural webs. You're engaging with people differently, and you're you're really just building life on a different threshold than if you had just said, "Eh, let's see what happens to me today." Right. Have you ever manifested anything? Uh, you know what's interesting is there's something happening now. Um... And, and this is just a real, I'll just use this as a really simple example because it, it happened to me today, um, or I brought home what I manifested today. So I um, I had a, a, a Triumph Scrambler. It's a certain type of motorcycle. And uh, I had no intention on getting rid of it. But uh, about six months ago, I started seeing this. Uh, it's called a Harley Bobber, a 48. I started, I had this picture and I put it in my phone and I was just staring at it. I really, really wanted it as a second bike. I started getting obsessed with it, right? And um, a few weeks ago, uh, I had to sell my bike because someone hit it and it and the insurance wouldn't cover it. So that came out of nowhere and the bike, you know, went. And then my brother happened to have a 48. Now, here's what's really interesting in his garage. But it, it was the exact same year as the bike that I have the picture of. So, ah. And um, now it looked a little different, but he doesn't ever write it. So he's like, why don't you just take over the payments and take this bike? So I did that. And then I think because I was visualizing the other one because it had white wall tires, it had a very specific look. Um, I went to the, uh, the, the the motorcycle shop and I had it all customized. I just brought it home today and it looks exactly like the photo that I've been obsessed about for the last six months. That's awesome. Congratulations, number so, one. Yeah, so now it's in my garage. And so, you know, someone can argue with that and be like, well, of course, because that's your style. That's what you wanted. Or other people can look at the same uh, a series of events and call it call that a manifestation. Totally. I mean, it's a combination of focus plus action. Right. A hundred percent. You know, like I like so so I've been joking with everybody this last week that I've been manifesting things left and right. But you know, when I really sit down and dissect it, um, I, I've been also looking for cues in my environment. So you know, like I'm living in LA right now. I'm a stranger in a strange land. I love you and everyone that we work with, but I need friends. Yeah, 100%. So like, I, I need people to hang out with. And that's that one of the things I was bitching about. I was like, I need friends. And I told everybody, you know, my goal for the month is to find friends that I don't work with. I happen to be on Facebook, um, and I'm usually just on Facebook for work. I really don't use it for my personal stuff anymore. And um, I just happen to see that some old friends of mine were in L.A. So coincidence, yeah. 
I was on Facebook. I was looking. There were people that I know from home that I used to hang out with who happened to be in LA, but I took action. I reached out to them right, and said, okay, boom. We made plans for Friday night. I now have friends in LA that I love, that I had a great time with, that I want to hang out with. So yeah, so it's not like you're you're you're. It's in your intention. You're manifesting it, um, and then suddenly there's a knock at your door, and here are your new friends. It's you taking action that lines up with what you want. Exactly, exactly. And then you know, like I had a vision board um, back in my old office with this beautiful picture of the riverfront in Philadelphia, where I, I'm obsessed with these boat houses. It's beautiful. And lo and behold, about a year later, um, ended up moving to that neighborhood right by the river, and I can see that just a ten minute walk whenever I want. Sure, yeah, I definitely put that on my vision board. It was in my mind's eye, but then took action to move towards it. And it's like what we know is that um, like you will channel the the flow of of what you're focusing on intentionally or not. So like it's just up to us whether or not we want to direct that flow of intention or whether we want it to be the same old routine that's been taught, bought and sold. So yeah, and here's the other piece of it, and you know, a lot of athletes use this. Um, when you are visualizing something, you are imprinting that into your your conscious and subconscious. And I think that you know, on just every day, you know, we are um, mostly moving and pulling from our subconscious on autopilot. It's like when you drive your car and you're thinking about something, and, and you're not thinking about the actual brake or making the left turn. It just, everything kind of happens. And I think that when you um, line up your your what, you, what you're visualizing and uh, your intentions, and also like the feeling behind it, I think this is the other piece. Is this is why people say that you gotta feel like you already have what you're what you're trying to get. That you have to already have that feeling. Um, I think it all just pushes you in that direction. And then of course, you know, there's this whole other piece, which is more of a spiritual, is that you know the the, the universe um, um, giving it to you. So like it, you're attracting it. Yeah, and and you know, I don't know if I really conceptualize it as like the universe giving it to me so much as there's a very real string of energy that flows from all living things and beings to each other and that when right. you tap into it with intentionality, you uh, you we know this from quantum physics. Like this this isn't uh, you know, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Like when you intentionally cultivate what you want to exist like you have a, a, a decent capacity to, to co-create your reality with the universe and the laws of nature and science and all the people around you so do you think that uh with the universe that it meets you halfway or do you think it's more how's, how do you think it works with that i think it's a meet you halfway yeah i think it is because it, i mean it's like you can't you it's it's intention plus action. Right. So, and here's the other piece. I, th- I talk a lot about attract versus chase and my angle with ho- that whole thing. And this is just from my personal experience of looking at my life and what's happening, what's not. Um, whenever, and then this is more about your state. So most of my life, my thirties, my twenties, I was in a very chasing state. So I was chasing shiny things. I wouldn't allow myself to be happy unless I had X, Y, Z. Um, and, and that chasing state made me extremely powerless. So I would, you know, be someone that I didn't like. I would exchange my truth for a membership. I would, you know, just to, just to get closer to what I really wanted. 
And because of that, I, nothing really stuck. Nothing, you know, there's a couple good things happened, but nothing really changed my life. You know, I, I never uh, achieved quote unquote happiness in, in that state. Now, after my rebirth and I, I um, started pulling for, from a different place, um, I started attracting. And by attracting, it wasn't me like just visualizing and crossing fingers and all that or and just a vision board. Attracting was um, making things greater than me, um, no more living in a to-me state. Like anything that puts you on a higher frequency where you are giving instead of taking and you're holding on to your stance, who you are, what you stand for, that kind of stuff. Um, then you start attracting and, and since then um, – a lot of good things have kind of naturally, organically, uh, just like fell on my lap, you know. Yeah, and and I think he said something so important there in the last um, in the last statement is that you naturally, organically, things just started happening. I think that when you're in this state of chase um, and you're you know running after shining things or inauthentic things, um, you don't have the bandwidth or you don't have the sense of calm or presence to actually notice what's around you. And mm -hmm. it's oftentimes the simple act of noticing what's around you that, that shows you this fertile soil that's right for picking. You know, if I had just been in this state of chase and I was like, I need friends, I need friends, and I was like looking outside of myself, I would never have noticed that friends I already have are sitting right fucking here. Yeah, what a great point. I love that. It's like when you buy, like if you went and bought a Prius, you would never notice how many Priuses on the road. But now that you're driving one, you notice there's like Priuses everywhere. You know, it's like yeah. that thing. And I think that you're right. When you are in a chasing state, you're so laser focused on, you know, whatever the, that you want that is so very specific that you don't have any peripheral. So you're not seeing things under your nose, around you. And I think that you're right. I think that that the universe, life, God, whatever presents and puts things in front of you. And I think most of us miss it. Totally miss and, it. And when we are very present and when we are able to notice things and we are, um, you know, in a, uh, in a, in more of an attracting state, and your frequency is high and you're great and you're grateful. Um, then you could actually see all the diamonds that are buried. Yeah. And you're open to experiences. You're, you're, you're both giving and receiving. And it's, it's, a, and that's what I was talking about with the universe meeting you halfway. It's like this free flow exchange of giving and receiving, you know, uh, you get back what you give tenfold and you have to be in a state of openness to receiving to even notice what's on the table. And I love the simplicity of that. And when you're chasing your clothes and when you are attracting, you're open. Mm -hmm. And the world gets very big. Oh, huge. Yeah. And happy, you know, and I think that you hit different thresholds of satisfaction too with like what matters, you know, like is it, you know, is it the shiny thing or is it a good conversation? Like what's going to sustain you? Um, and just in even just connections with other people, I think when you're in a chase mode, um, you know, you're so ready to discount others. And, and who they are and what they can offer you or even what their story might be in them. But you're, when you're in um, an attracting mode and an open mode, you're, you're able to like receive other stories and receive gifts from people that you would never have anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that this whole idea of living open instead of living closed. So important. It's so important. And, you know, it's so important from, um, a happiness perspective. So oh yeah, absolutely. What we know from um, 
studies upon studies upon studies of happiness and Buddhist monks and meditation and um, what happiness actually is, is a physical state of the brain and you can induce it intentionally. Um, and that comes down to rewiring your thought response to behaviors and environments. And, you know, from, from that perspective, that's what we're doing with intention setting and looking out into the world to seek what we want, you know, versus having a closed mindset and just like drilling down and, you know, um, feeling unhappy that we don't have it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that, um, when you are so narrow like that and so specific, uh, you know, the reason why I didn't allow myself to be happy is I had a very, so there's a difference between a vision board and, and, and such a specific definition of happy that if you don't get that exact blueprint, you don't allow yourself to be happy. And so for me, that's what it was. You know, I, I wanted a, um, I was in the movie business, I was a screenwriter and I wanted a three picture deal and I wanted, you know, that the glass house in the hills and the, you know, the, the fancy cars and the horseshoe shaped drive. I had a very specific image and I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting those things, but it's, I wasn't open to anything else, mm. you know? And, and, and even today I, you know, I still want my toys. I'm a guy. I love cars. I love motorcycles. I mean, I just was telling you how about the, you know, the, <laughs> the bike I just modified that's in my garage right now. And I, and I want a, a house in the hills. I still want those things, but I'm actually, uh, my mindset's different in that I am, um, A, not willing to uh, sacrifice who I am or what I believe in or other things like you mentioned, like experiences and stuff like that for those things. So they, those things come secondary. And two, um, I'm very open to anything. I'm very open to um, things coming to me that are the same but different. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I mean, life is wild. Like, you know, you and I never expected – to be exactly where we are at this moment in time. Um, I wouldn't trade it. Would you trade it? My life? Like, yeah, where you are at this exact point in time. If you were, no, like, given you, you, you know what? This is one of those questions where if I said I wouldn't, people might roll their eyes like, oh, bullshit, you would. Of course, there are things about my life that I want. You know, there's, I want more, you know, I want financial security. I want this. There's a lot of things that I want and I want to build. Um, but would I trade it? No, I, I really wouldn't because I was just talking um, today and did a video about what's the best thing that's never happened to you. And I was really thinking about this and I was like, you know, if it, it, back then the, the thing that was, you know, the, the quote unquote, the worst thing that's happened was, you know, my, my, my divorce and all that. But now looking back, that was actually the best thing that's never happened to me because that would have set me off into a different path. I would be at soccer games and I mean, I'm not saying that I wouldn't be happy, but I just wouldn't be, I don't think I'd find purpose meaning. I would definitely wouldn't have helped as many people as I, you know, did in the last decade, um, doing this. I feel the same way, you know, I'm divorced as well. And you know, the, the complexity of self and of life and the intellectual capacity that I've developed going on the journey that I did would never have come to pass if I had, you know, gotten married at age 26 and just like stopped exploring the world at that point. Um, and you know, I, I think that level of growth is so vital. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I always joke about, um, this, I, I tell people that if I, you know, when I was in the 
the movie club days, and there was a lot of opportunity around me, a lot of friends around me, you know, um, making tons of money very fast. And I think that if I had hit that kind of success at that age, you know, my 20s and 30s, I would have been the, you know, the douchebag in the yellow Ferrari. Totally. And today, um, I'd be the douchebag in the red Ferrari. No, today, <laughs> today, it's not even about the Ferrari. It's about not being a douchebag, not being, um, <laughs> it's not, good. not being defined by, you know, um, the things that you have, but being defined by, um, who you are and, you know, the dent that you're making. Um, I just had a conversation and I think I told you this other day, I just had a conversation because I'm getting a, a lot of um, emails now from, you know, various uh, media platforms and reality shows and stuff. And um, I had a conversation with the casting director who was looking for on Bravo or something. They were looking for a reality show about super successful Asian people. <laughs> and, and I was asking her to define what success meant because, you know, back in the day, my definition of success would be, you know, the $100,000 cars and the, you know, the, um, the, the house in the hills and all this kind of stuff, the rat video. And uh, she said, uh, you know, some of the cast were Chinese, uh, like really uh, good looking Chinese people in their 30s and they're billionaires. And I started laughing because I'm definitely, uh, I mean, according to that definition, I'm definitely not successful. I'm not Kanye East, right? Um, my definition of success today is like not making a billion dollars, but reaching a billion people, you know, or what kind of dent I'm making, what kind of flag I'm wave, um, I'm running with all that stuff. So it was interesting to hear that, um, to have that conversation about success and where I was. And it, it didn't make me feel less than like, okay, I, I am not a Chinese billionaire. Um, and that makes me, you know, less successful. It just made me realize how far I've come in the, uh, redefining things. But you are super good looking, John. Oh, that's so sweet. I Noelle. mean, super good looking where, oh yes, this is a podcast, but we should tell our, our, our listenership. You're super good looking. Um, that's really sweet of you. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't believe that. Um, but thank you so much. That, that's, uh, I don't uh, knock it off, but you, you know, what's crazy to me about that measuring stick is okay. that, um, you know, that a measure of success would be people who are billionaires in, in their thirties. And the reality is that most people, most humans who live on this earth don't have access to a safe place to live, running water, right. food, and shelter every right. day. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're just like looking at civilization as a whole, if you have access to a safe place to live, clean running water, food, and shelter, you're you're better off than the majority of the population on the globe. Yeah. So how the fuck did we ever get to being a Chinese billionaire who's good looking in your thirties? As like the you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the yardstick is so fucked. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gary V talks about just uh, um, you basically won the lottery because you came out as a human being and not like right. you're not a frog or a tree. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to come back as my own dog. Like George has it better than I think. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure dogs are. Oh my! I think dogs. Uh, I think Bukowski said this. Dogs are are angels on on Earth. Right. I love dogs. Yeah, they're just so transparent and amazing animals. And he is good. You know, he doesn't do shit around the house. Like, come on. They're so present. They're the most present <laughs> uh, uh, creatures I've. You know that. I mean, oh my God, dogs are the most. And you know, like they also don't hold. I don't know. Do they hold grudges? I mean, I know they have. You know, trauma and shit like that, and they have. They can be reactive, but. The dogs hold grudges. I get like mad shade whenever I've been gone for three months and I come uh, home. Like, oh, you, you're yeah, home, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but, 
So let's let's end with giving people some tips and encouraging them to play. Just play around with this. You know, you're gonna have your own story with this. Um, I was just hanging out with my friend Katie, and she was talking about how every month um, she writes down in her journal her intentions and, and and what she wants to manifest. And they're they're not they're very very specific uh, smaller goals. They're not like huge things like you know becoming a millionaire or something ridiculous. Um, and she says everything has come true, whether it took three months or six months or whatever. And of course, there's a, there's a lot of hard work behind that push to make it happen. But um, she's a believer. And so there's a lot of people um, who believe in this. And of course, there's tons of videos and all this stuff. But um, I think you have to kind of play around with it and make it your own. So you're not taking someone else's recipe because uh, you have to experience it and to have those revelations so you really believe in it. If you just say, okay, here, here's, you know, here's how someone else is doing it. I'm going to do it this way and it does, it's not, then it doesn't work. Or you're going to try to like, convince yourself to believe in it. Then it's, 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 there's something false about it. It's not going to work. Yeah. So I think that there's only one thing that's really universal with this and it's consistency. Right, right. You can't be like, okay, if I don't get what I want in the next week, fuck, this is stupid. <laughs> right. Like it, it, it has to be a long-term commitment and a long-term practice, not only towards conceptualizing and visualizing what you want in life and moving towards it and being open to it coming in different forms, but also um, a commitment to letting your brain dwell in joy and productivity and peace. You know, you're not going to manifest anything if you're sitting in a negative stance, if you're angry at the hand you've been dealt, and if right. you're resistant to going after it yourself. Yeah, I think that's the soil. I think that's the beginning. If you are trying to manifest with white knuckles and deep furrows like I have, and you're trying to force shit, I don't think anything's going to happen. Um, just a lot of frustration. Yeah. So it's definitely you do have to you know you do have to practice and I and I like anything I think it's threaded into your life it's like fitness or like anything you want to change about yourself you can't it's not a light switch um, if you want to start manifesting and uh, playing around with that and, and your frequency and living on higher and on a bigger state or on a, on a more powerful state it's something you have to thread and practice every day it's not something that you just like okay here's my list I'm gonna do it tomorrow and see what happens. Yeah, it has to be every day. And there has to be a certain sense of like, just keep getting up again. There's grit involved. Yes, absolutely. Um, here's the other piece. Um, and I was telling Noel this today, because um, we started this conversation at lunch. So let's say you don't want to believe it. Let's say you're like, oh, those guys are idiots or people who believe in anything like that. That's, you know, whatever, like I want to see um, proof, etc. So then what's the alternative? To believe in, believe in nothing? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the, those are two very clear mindsets, right? It's the fixed mindset of this is the hand I've been dealt. Or the growth mindset. Or the growth mindset of I, I can change. I yeah. can transform. Yeah, and by the way, let me insert that um, Carol Dweck did studies, I think, I don't know if it was Harvard or Stanford, she has a book about this, about mindsets, and that was the number one thing that separated people who were successful from people who weren't, and it was if you have a fixed mindset, you're living with a ceiling, and you're not going to go far. If you have a growth mindset, you're able to not only think big and wide and, and, and you know have resiliency and all that, um, but, but play around with things like this and um, be successful, you know, create mm -hmm. your own your own create whatever you want to 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes the creation is just even in, in how you choose to experience moment to moment. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing. Um, there's tremendous power in belief. I know that firsthand by, uh, so, you know, when I was, um, I don't CrossFit much anymore, but when I was doing the, the lifting, Olympic lifting and CrossFit, I would literally walk up to the bar um, and, and test this on myself. I would walk up to the bar without thinking, you know, letting myself be afraid, not believing I could do it. And then see how that went. And, and, and most of the times, I wouldn't be able to lift a weight, right? Then I would take a breath, maybe three or four minutes, walk up to the bar, and, and whether I'm saying it out loud like a mantra or convincing myself before I even walked up to the bar that I can do this. I, I believe it with every fiber of my being. The bar would go up all the time, mm, every, awesome. every single time. Awesome. And so I know there's power in belief, and I know that um, actions and intensity and energy all lines up with what you believe. I believe that you're belief is the rudder you know in the direction that you're going to go so um, a lot of this even if you don't believe it but you choose to and you really start to you know believe it it's like loving it's a choice and you start to lean in that direction just the just the believing in itself I think can be powerful 100% I have a crazy story to close with yes it just came to me so when you and I started our very first Facebook group years ago shift secret um we were all, we were, it was like one of the first few days and we were all posting our goals. Mm -hmm. This was years ago. Yeah. So what I posted in that Facebook group and was accountable to like the 500 initial members at the time was I said, I wanted to be a bi-coastal coast coach mm -hmm. in between LA and Philadelphia so right. I could see my good friend's kids grow and I wanted to be in the PhD program. Well, I mean, now years later... I got into the PhD program, you know, chucked through it, and then eventually quit to take this job. But I'm fucking bicoastal watching my good friend's kids grow up, and I'll be damned if that shit didn't come to pass. Oh, my God. That is true. I didn't think about yep. that. Yeah. And, yeah. And let me share one more story. So uh, seven, eight years ago when I first started doing this, I um, – before the, the – before like the, the Facebook secret groups and all that technology um, – I was on Tumblr and I remember creating a blog, a group blog and what I envisioned was this kind of like private forum where people can share videos and stories and almost like a virtual group. And of course, many years later, uh, we have that and there's uh, there's you know, 7,000 plus people and mm -hmm. it's just feeding on its own. And you know, it's been a while so I, I don't really think about the transition but if I really – take a snapshot of what I imagined then. I called it the treehouse and what it is now. It's exactly what I had in my head is actually, mm -hmm. you know, technology caught up and it was now it's, it's, it's being executed. So yeah, that's definitely something that was in my head that has come to life. It's incredible. And so now as much as I bitch about LA all the time, like I fucking did that shit to myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Right. You imagined it. Here it is. Be careful what you, uh, what you visualize or what you want. Right? Yeah. Well, guys, if anything, we hope that this conversation was um, interesting, challenging, or make uh, make made you answer, you know, ask yourself um, more questions and to get you to explore um, just different ways of living. You know, that's what it's about, Noel. It's not about like believing in one thing or another, but it's just about being open and uh, being curious, like we were when we were three. You know, eating ants yeah. and shit. Like, what does this taste like? What is that? And I think. Um, when when we kind of fall into that state and we start to get really thirsty for adventure and, and we're really curious, 
Um, judgment goes on the, out the window and we start getting curious about people. We start getting curious about what we can do and all this kind of stuff. And suddenly that's, I just think that's when stars line up and good shit happens. And I think that's when you start moving closer to your potential. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys manifest anything that you want. Within reason. Within reason. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. And do it with consistently and research it and make it your own. And, um, what else? And let us know how it goes. You know, tag into the Facebook group. We love getting emails. Find us online. You know, we'll keep talking about our own journey. My mind is still is blown right now sitting here realizing that I posted that years ago that I yeah. wanted to be by coastal and, and in that PhD program. I'm, and I'm literally in LA living it right now. Yeah. So. And if you guys want to see that post, visualize it and, and you will manifest going into our secret group called This Is Your Tribe on Facebook. <laughs> And that was that was what I had in my head many years ago on Tumblr. So you could actually jump in there and experience that as well. Awesome. All right, guys. All right, dude. I'll catch well. up with you later. Later. Thanks for listening to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast presented by Shift. If you'd like to learn more about what you've heard on today's show, head to shift.us. That's S-H-F-T dot U-S for more information. Feel free to rate us, review us, and tell a friend.